0: Glad that you're listening to this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of the Bonner's Ferry Baptist Church and of Pastor Devin Neal. You may be seated. <clears throat> when a, a young man, or whatever age the man is, when he surrenders to go to a mission field, the very first, most important decision he is going to have to make is what translation of the Bible he's going to use. And I, I, I wanna, I, I'm want to—I very very much impressed with the young men in this church. I, I'm really impressed. I want to tell you, young men, you've got to be men. You've got, you got to have the guts to stand up by yourself. When you get to the mission field, you're probably going to have to do a lot of standing by yourself. What I mean is it's just going to be you and God, and you better have the courage to be able to do it. Now, I don't, I'm not real familiar with other mission fields except for Indonesia, but I can say that in, in, uh, in Indonesia, the Bible that is in popular use there is extremely corrupt. Yeah. It is not a usable translation as far as I'm concerned. I can't use it. Amen. I just can't do it. I can't with a clear conscience use a Bible that has changed the truth of God's Word. They have even changed John 3.16 to make it teach salvation by works. Unbelievable, but that's what they've done. They've made it so that you read John 3.16 and it says you have to live good to get to heaven. Wow, It's amazing, mind-boggling. Now let's, let's note here what this verse says. Well, wait a minute, before before we get started, I want want to say, all of your modern translations have been translated from what's called the Westcott and Hort text, okay? Now, the, the King James Bible and all good Bibles are translated from the textus receptus. That means the received text. Why is it called that? Because for hundreds and hundreds of years, it was the only Bible Christian people accepted. That's why it, it's the, it was received. Now, what we read right here, let's read this again. For we are not of many which corrupt the word of God. Think about this for a minute. This is in Second Corinthians. Before this book was written, there were many who were corrupting the Word of God. Think about that for a minute. This corruption wasn't something that's just happened recently. No, it started happening before the Bible was even finished being given. Not all the books had even been given yet. And already there were many who were corrupting the Word of God. Now, why am I uh, emphasizing that? Well, because the uh principle of which these modern Bibles are based is that uh, the uh the Word of God was lost and for hundreds of years uh it, 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 we didn't have it and then they discovered it here back just uh eighteen hundreds <laughs> and they say these. Translate these, uh, not translations, these uh, old Greek manuscripts, which they found, which are not very many, just two, basically, they're saying that those are the best because they're the oldest. Oh, wait a minute. This says that even back in the time of Christ, they were already starting to corrupt. That's right. Being the oldest, how do you know it's the oldest anyway? But let's just say it's really, 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 really old. It doesn't mean it hadn't been corrupted. From this very verse right here, we said, okay. So, um, just keep that in mind. And um, I, before we go on, I just want to say this for people that are not saved. Determining what Bible they're going to accept as the truth could be whether they go to heaven or hell. It could absolutely determine whether they go to heaven or hell. If they use a a corrupt translation that has has, um, changed the message of the Bible to make salvation be by works, salvation be by baptism, Or some other uh, corruption and such like, uh, they will end up in hell if they believe that. So this is a very, very serious thing, extremely serious. Um, Look with me in Second Peter, chapter three. Second Peter, chapter three, and verse sixteen. We'll start with verse uh, fifteen. An account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also according to the wisdom given unto him hath written unto you, and also in all his epistles, speaking in them of the, these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction." Now, there's several things in this I want you to see. First of all, I want you to see that there are people who rest the Word of God. You look that word up in the dictionary, you'll find what rest means is you twist it to make it say something besides what it actually said. That's what rest means. They're twisting it to make it say something it didn't say. And that's exactly what these modern translations are doing. They're twisting what was actually said to make it say something else. Okay, now, uh, let's read this again. It says, in which, uh, let's read 16, and and also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood. I have a very, uh, I, uh, I have a, I guess you would say it, a, a granddaughter by marriage. She's not actually a blood gra- a granddaughter, but by marriage, she's having a real hard time with uh, this thing. She's got a lot of friends that use the uh, modern corrupt Bibles. And you, you, you know, think about how many are there. there's a whole bunch of different translations, you know, but they, they think they're all about the same. It doesn't make any difference. And, uh, But there's one thing they don't want to use is the King James. (laughs) And um, I'm I'm telling you, I'm worried about her. I'm concerned about her. I pray for her every day. I want her to get saved. What's holding her back? She told me, she said, I just can't understand the King James. What is this just saying right here? What did we just read? Peter said that in the writings of Paul, which that's a whole bunch of the New Testament right there. There are things that are what? Hard to be understood. So just because it's hard to be understood, that's not a good reason to reject it. If maybe if it's too easy to be understood, you ought to reject it. (laughs) Amen. Uh, And I'm just thinking, uh, I'm not going to look this up for you, but you you look in Genesis chapter six, where it talks about the sons of God married the daughters of men, and all, and and uh, it says there were giants in the earth in that day. That's what it says in the King James. What does it say in the modern versions? Nephilim. Is that easier to understand than giant? Come on. The fact is, just looking at it from that point of view, you know, there's really, it's it's easier to understand. The King James is easier to understand. The only only thing that makes the King James seem different is you got the these and the thous and yees and so forth, okay? You know why those are in there? Actually, from what I understand, even in the days of of, uh, the King James translators, those words were not in the common language. It was a, it was just in formal uh, language, special language, and the reason they did it is because anytime you have a a Greek word that was uh, singular, excuse me, I'm going to have to get a tonight. I'm going to have to drink this water I got yesterday. Excuse me, just a second here. Putting any sewer in it either. It's got even one drop of sewer. I don't want it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, now, where were they? Oh, the these and the thous. Yeah. If it's a, if it's a singular Greek word, they translated it with, with a uh, English word, that started with a T, so you got the these and the thous and the vine, okay? And if it's plural, then you've got the ye and your and so forth. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So it's more accurate. Hey. What do you want? You want more accuracy or less? Yeah. You see what I mean? I don't know about you, but I want accuracy. If the Bible, if it was plural, uh, then I want it to be plural, and if it's singular, I want it to be singular. If you go to the uh, book of John, chapter 3, where Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, you read through there looking, looking to see whenever it was used, when the, there was a thee or thy or "thou" or something used, um, and then he'll, uh, Jesus will change and he'll say you. What's Why? Well, when he was using uh, a pronoun starting with T, he was talking directly to Nicodemus only. But when he was talking about Nicodemus's Pharisee religion, he used you. You all follow what I'm saying here? So there's a good reason for that, these and the vows. And you mean you can't understand that? I'll tell you what, you're dumb if you can't. Are you that dumb? <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm too blunt here. <laughs> But, I mean, that's easy to understand, especially if somebody tells you. I just told you, right? Okay, so you can understand it. So that, that argument of, oh, it's just too hard to understand. So my granddaughter's using I'm trying to show her how to be saved, and she, oh, I just can't understand the King James. Well, you know what? She doesn't even read it, so how can she understand it? You can't understand it if you don't read it. Amen? Try reading it. Maybe you understand. You come across a word, that's really hard. There's not very many, but if you come across a word that's really hard, look it up in the dictionary. It ain't hard, it's easy. All right, now, look with me in John chapter 6. John chapter 6, start with verse 63. And Jesus said, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. Catch this now. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Wow. You know what he's saying here is, you better listen. You better listen to my words because I'm telling you how to have life. Okay? Okay? Why would Satan want to change God's word? And I'm just going to be blunt tonight, okay, y'all? I don't know. You can't preach fast if you're not blunt. I've got to just lay it out there, okay? Um, But His words are life. He's telling you how how to have eternal life and if you reject it, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling tell you, I don't want you to go to hell. Amen. I don't want anybody to go to hell. When I go to the mission field, I want to show them the words of life. Amen. And I don't want to have any doubts about it. Right. I want to know it's the words of life. If you'll notice in these modern translations... You'll find a lot of places where they have square brackets around things. You ever notice that? You know what, they, you know what that means? They don't believe it ought to be there. Right. That's what it means. They, they, and a lot of times they'll have in their footnotes that this was not in the uh, old manuscripts, which, which they accept. You know what? That's so dishonest. Right, right. If it wasn't there, why are they adding it? Amen? Amen. If it wasn't there, why are they putting it there? You know why they put it there? Because they know that people that have been reading the the real Bible expect it to be there. Okay? But what they want is they want to cast doubt upon it. They don't want you to be a Bible believer. They want you to be a Bible doubter. And I'll tell you this, a preacher, a missionary, pastor, whatever, if he starts doubting the Bible, he's going to be a worthless preacher. Absolutely worthless. I tell you what, I believe the Bible. I'm willing to die for it. I'm literally willing to die for it. Why? Because I know it's the words of life. When I tell people what the Bible says, I know that I can tell them how to be saved, really, really, truly how to be saved okay look with me in uh, chapter 16 wait a minute uh, verse 68 chapter 6 verse 68 then Simon Peter answered him Lord to whom shall we go thou hast the words of eternal life preached about eternal life last night right eternal life that's the reason we've Love Jesus. That's the reason we worship Jesus. That's the reason we go to the mission fields. His words. You know, his words are words of eternal life. Okay, look in John chapter eight. I, I'm sorry, John chapter uh, sixteen, verse thirteen. We're going to come back to eight in a minute. John sixteen, verse thirteen. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Now, I'm just throwing this in to say that if you can't understand the word of God, it could be that you're just not born again. That's the problem. Okay, I write things to my wife. I send her uh, uh, things that we kind of have a little secret code on what things mean sometimes, you know. And uh, other people couldn't understand if they read it; they wouldn't know what to talk about. That's the reason I write it that way. (laughs) Okay, but in in this case, it's not so much God doesn't want you to know, but it's just that if you don't have any spiritual discernment, you haven't been born again. Sure, okay, you don't understand everything, but there's there's a few things that are written in the Bible that's very, very clear, and you can understand those. You don't have to understand everything to understand if you believe in Jesus, you have everlasting life. That's simple. You can believe that. Look at me in uh, John chapter 8, verse 28. Then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself, but as of my, fa- but uh, as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And He that sent me is with me, and the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. And He spake these wor- as He spake these words, many believed on Him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him, If Ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Did you catch that? If you continue in my words, if you continue my words, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Let me tell you, Christians, those of you that have been born again, continue in God's word. He'll free you from all kinds of bondage. Just just knowing the truth will free you from all kinds of bondage and make help you make decisions in your life, valid, right decisions that will keep you out of all kinds of problems. Okay. Okay. Now, First Peter chapter one verse twenty-two. 1 Peter chapter one verse twenty-two. I'm probably going to have to divide this sermon into two parts. I'll preach the uh, Sunday morning uh, second part of this, but we'll see. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto the unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. What's that mean? It wasn't lost. It wasn't lost. The whole premise of the these new Bibles is that the word of God was lost and discovered again only just... In the 1800s. For all flesh is as grass. And all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth. And the flower thereof falleth away. But. The word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. You know what? That's the reason Satan wants to change it. These are the words by which the gospel is preached to people. Put yourself in Satan's place for a minute. If you were Satan, and you got all these people that have been reading the real word of God, which in the English language is is King James. I, I must emphasize, in foreign languages, translations that have been accurately translated from the Texas Receptus are just as much the word of God as the King James is, okay? And it's just as important that it be right on the foreign field as it is here. It's hypocrisy to say, I believe the King James and then go to a foreign field and use a Westcott and Hort text. That's hypocrisy. So God has preserved his words. You know what? That's the reason I reject all these foreign, uh, not foreign, all these uh, modern translations that have been uh, come from the Westcott and Hort text. There was no Westcott and Hort text until Westcott and Hort. Yep. They took two what they said were were old manuscripts. Were they really? How do we know? Have you looked at them? I've seen photographs of them, so forth. But I, I've read accounts too that there's this forgery. Okay? So they took these and they said, Boy, these are the oldest. We already just showed you that. Doesn't mean they're right. right. Okay? And they said, The Word of God was lost all these years and we just discovered it. According to this verse, they weren't lost, which we just read here. No. You see, I'm going to stick with Texas Receptus based translations because I believe what the Bible says. I believe God preserved his word. You know what? You think about how stupid it is. If God's going to verbally inspire his words and then he's going to let it be lost for hundreds and hundreds of years, how dumb do you think God is? How weak do you think God is? Let me tell you something. My God he can preserve his word just like he said, and he did. Amen. He preserved it. Hey. Okay, so that's the reason I reject these these other Bible. I reject them just just out of the premise that they say they were it's a new discovery, and they they call their their uh, what they call their science. They call it textual criticism. Who are they to criticize God's hey. word? Hey. Who are they? Who do they think they are? They think there's more than God. Yeah. They're unbelievers. They're, they're not Christians. They're unbelievers. Amen. Okay, now S- Psalms 12, verse 6. I got two two more uh, passages to show you. Psalm 12, it says here, the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of fire, purified seven times. I like a pure Bible. My Bible doesn't have fly specks in it. It doesn't have a little grain of mice poop in it. My Bible's pure, okay? Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Is God a liar? I'm going to tell you something. He preserved it. just like he said. All right? One other passage. Look with me in Revelation chapter 22. I lost support over this verse. I've lost support over a lot of verses. (laughs) A lot of people don't like the Bible pretty straight. All right. Revelation chapter 22, that's the last uh, chapter in the Bible, and we're down into the last verses there. Look with me in verse uh, 18 through 19. For verily, excuse me, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things that are written therein. You think about that for a minute. You know what that means? God has condemned to hell people that changed his word. I had a man, one one church dropped me. This this pastor, he uh, contacted me and he said are you are you saying that the people in these new translations that made these new translations you're saying that God's condemned them to hell and I said well I didn't say that God did (laughs) God did he said well my friend he named his friend I can't remember his friend's name now but he said my friend was on the translation committee are you saying that he went to hell I said look I just quoted the Bible to you. You interpret it for yourself. I believe what it said. I'm going to tell you when I translate the Word of God. You, you talked to Caleb here. We sit down. We're, we're doing. That. We're going through proofreading right now. Amen. I tell you what. I'm going. I'm just trembling. I want to do it right. I'm going to have to stand account to God someday. And I want it to be right. I want every word to be right. Amen. Amen. So well, we're, we're in there. By the time we get through, we, we, we translate, to, you know, like I, our proofread for about three hours, four hours. It depends on on, uh, on what we're doing. And um, by the time it's over, I'm exhausted. and I have to take a nap. Yeah. The stress because I'm really I'm I'm putting my whole concentration into it. I'm I'm really, I'm really focusing on what I'm doing. I just say this: if God's word were lost, this whole what we just read wouldn't make any sense. Would it? Don't add to them. They don't know that we've got them all yet.